Hey, you're here with the North Florida Wrestling Show with John and Jordan. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned for the episode. All right, welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show. I am riding solo today. John Cohn is away, but we have a very great episode for you today. This is actually the first person that we've had on the show that I have not personally met, but I have known about his uh, his efforts Frozen. in increasing the awareness of North Florida wrestling for quite a while through the ever popular Facebook page, the North or the Florida Wrestling Room, excuse me. And now with his amazingly comprehensive uh, website, thefloridawrestlingroom.com, I highly recommend you checking it out to stay up on the rankings. But I'm not going to waste any time because I know this guy has a lot to talk about. Welcome to the show, Mr. Ricky Marcus or Ricky Cheese, as you might know him. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. Man, I am too. Because, like I said, um, like we were ta- just talking a little bit prior to the recording, but um, you, like I said, you, you, and your um, the Florida uh, the Florida Wrestling Room, as well as a lot of other things that people are doing, like Mister Heaton with the uh, the North Florida Mat Man up north. Like it's been a huge help for me as someone who loves you know wrestling and loves Florida wrestling. But you know, I went off and did a couple things you know in the last couple of years, my twenties doing the exploring. But the, the Florida Wrestling Room was such a great way for me to stay attached to Florida Wrestling and stay in contact and see all everything that's going on. So, I, I, you know, I'm glad to have you on. Then you know, Tell me about yourself. Tell me how you got started with wrestling and then we'll, we'll go into like how the Florida Wrestling Room got started. But I'm curious about you, Mr. Ricky. Absolutely. So um, I started wrestling myself uh, when I was eight years old. I grew up in upstate New York in um, Orange County, New York, in a little town called Monroe, New York. It's about 60 miles north of New York City. We call it upstate, but it's not as upstate as like Albany and uh, Utica and Syracuse. But it's it's the country and it's in the woods. And I grew up in the mountains and it, it was beautiful. And um, I was such a rambunctious wild kid. My mom and dad were like, man, we got to do something with this kid. And I guess they saw an ad in the local Monroe newspaper for uh, Monroe Woodbury Wrestling Club. And um, they asked me if I wanted to go and... I didn't know what wrestling was. To me, wrestling was jumping off the top rope with the flying elbow, like most people think of when they hear wrestling in the very uh, beginning. So I was like, heck yeah, let's go do it. So they took me to uh, the Mama Woodbury High School, and uh, that's where their youth, youth program was held. And I just fell in love with it. And I think I had maybe three or four full uh, practices under my belt um, before I entered my first tournament which I still remember to this day. I was eight years old and I weighed 45 pounds. So I was, I was a little peewee, 45 pounds soaking wet, actually. And uh, they took me to a tournament in Bainbridge, New York, and it was called the General Clinton um, Festival or Regatta. And they still have it to this day. It's outside under a huge circus tent and there's like a big county fair going on at the same time. And the wrestling tournament is just part of it. So it was really, really cool. And uh, I wound up winning first place, my very first tournament with about four, three or four practices under my belt. And that was it. I was hooked. I, I came home with a trophy bigger than me. And uh, that was it. And and it took off from there. So I stuck with it. And um, I up there, they had in upstate New York, they have middle school wrestling. And it's very, very big. It's, it's as big as high school wrestling, really. So I wrestled for the Monroe Woodbury, um, they, they call it junior high there. Down here they call it middle school, but it was Monroe Woodbury Junior High School. And in sixth, it was seventh 
seventh grade up there. Yeah. No, sixth grade. So kindergarten through fifth was elementary and sixth, seventh and eighth there was junior high. So I wrestled junior high uh, for a full year and I did really good. I wrestled 77 pounds. That was the lightest weight class. And then uh, one day I get home, my parents said, Hey, we're moving to Florida. I'm like, Florida, (laughs) where'd this come from? And they're like, well, we're moving to Florida. Uh, Your dad's starting a business in South Florida and we're going. So that was that. And we moved to Coral Springs, Florida in Broward County. And uh, the very first thing we did was look for a club. And at the time, the only thing around was the Seahorse Wrestling Club, which was a huge club run by Ron Schultz. And Henry Geller was actually a big part of it as well. It was Ron and Henry. And it was run out of Nova High School. And it was the only club around. If you were from Broward, Dade, or Palm Beach County, that's where you went. You wrestled for Seahorse Wrestling Club. Um, it's not like it is today where there's a million clubs everywhere. Uh, so that's why I wrestled and got a lot of great competition because, you know, Dade was there and Broward was there and Palm Beach. So I got a little taste of everything. And then my freshman year of uh, high school, I was supposed to go to Coral Springs High School. Um, but for whatever reason, my parents wanted me to do a private school. And we had a decision to make whether it was going to be, you know, St. Thomas or um, at the time, Pope John Paul had a or Pope John High Pope John Paul High School in Boca had a wrestling program. And it was coached by um, Bob Burns, who was the coach at Deerfield when you were wrestling. I think he was there in 08. Um, he's in the Hall of Fame. Bobby Burns, a great guy. Um, or Chaminade. And uh, I was originally going to go to Chaminade, but we wound up going to St. Thomas Aquinas only because the head coach was Randy Miller, who was world-class athlete. He was, I, he might've even been on a world team, but he wrestled at Michigan state and he was all of about 125, 130 pounds. So he was a great little guy coach. So that's why I went. Cause I was a 98 pounder, the lightest weight class when I was in high school as a freshman, which was 1982, 1983 was 98 pounds. Now it's 106, but back then it was 98. Um, so that's how I got my start, wrestled there, my freshman, sophomore, and half of my junior year. And then, uh, Vic Lasucci, Brian Smith, and Rick Hannock all transferred in all right around my weight class. Couldn't beat any of them. Uh, tried like hell. Um, but it wasn't happening. Wait, so, Coach Lasucci? Uh, no, his brother, Vic. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah. Joe, Joe actually did go there, but he's a little younger than me. So he came after me. Uh, his brother, Vic, who was a two-time state champ, Brian Smith, who's the head coach at Missouri, um, and Rick Hannock, who transferred from Chaminade. He was also like a two-time or three-time state finalist, I think. I know he's a multiple-time state placer. He wound up losing his senior year to uh, Jeff Mastari, who was at one time the coach of Baron Collier. But anyways, I wound up uh, – I could either sit out, which I wasn't going to do that, or wait and try to get better and beat him. And I knew that the chances of me beating Brian Smith were slim and none. So I transferred to Chaminade and uh, things didn't work out at Chaminade. They have a demerit system. And, um, you know, if you don't wear a tie, uh, you get a demerit. If you, whatever, for whatever reason, you get demerits. And I got too many demerits. And a week before the district tournament, I was told that I could not wrestle. Now, this is my senior year. I wrestled my whole half of my junior year and half of my senior year. So right before districts, my senior year, I'm told that I cannot wrestle. And that certainly wasn't going to happen. So 
back then transferring, it was real easy. I mean, if you found a school that would take you, you can just go. It didn't matter where you lived or anything. So I was lucky enough that one of my assistant coaches at St. Thomas, Kevin Sullivan, was the assistant coach at Lincoln High School under Mike Hickman in Tallahassee. And they heard that I was looking for a new home a week before districts. I was at 126 pounds. I was 33 and 0. I was number one in the state. And I was supposed to win a state title that year. So Sully says, hey, man, we got a home for you at Lincoln. I'm like, well, that's great. Where am I going to live, man? He goes, well, Mort Geller lives up here. Now, Mort Geller was one of the best referees in the world, him and Rick Tucci. They did Olympic games. They did world world um, championships. Well, he lived in Tallahassee, and Mort was the father of Henry Geller, who was one of my coaches at Seahorse Wrestling Club. He said, Mort said you can live with him. So my parents were close friends with him, so... I moved, I packed up my little Mercury Lynx hatchback wagon, drove six and a half, seven hours to Tallahassee and uh, showed up at Mort Geller's door and said, I'm here, man. When do I start school? He goes, tomorrow morning, show up. So I went to Lincoln and I got to tell you, Jordan, I loved it. It was my favorite school that I've ever been to, a public school. I, I just loved it. it. I love North Florida. I love Tallahassee. It was so much different than anything. It reminded me so much of upstate New York. The people were nice. I mean, I was used to saying hello to somebody in South Florida and getting flipped the bird. And in Tallahassee, people would come up, hey, how you doing? What's your name? I mean, people were just nice, good people, man, good, wholesome people. And I absolutely loved it. And I still do. Um, and I had a great time, man. Um, I won the district. I won the region, which regionals at that time uh, we had, it was at Lincoln high school. Um, I used to have wars with those Swanee guys, man. They were, they were tough, man. The Wainwrights. And um, I, in my weight class was Alan Blair. I don't know if you know Alan Blair, but he was a wrestler for Swanee. He was pretty good, man. Um, But I wound up beating him in the district finals. I didn't meet him in the region finals. I met some kid from Baker County high school, um, I I won that match. So I won my region. And then I went to state and in 86, the state tournament was at Fort Myers high school, which is a tiny high school. But back then there was only two classes. There was three a and four a, and they didn't have the state tournament for both classes on the same weekend. First one weekend, three, a went, and then the following weekend four a went. So that's how it was back then. And it was also single elimination. It wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. If you lost, you had to wait to watch the kid that just beat you. If he wins, you advance. If he loses, you're done, man. So my first match, now I go in there, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm like 36 and 0 at the time, or whatever it was, 38 and 0. Um, and my first match was against a kid from Coral Shores High School in Isle Morata, Florida, which I was just there yesterday with Dante doing uh, a clinic with him. Um, and I pinned him. And then my next match uh, was against uh, Jack Hatton from Auburndale High School. And uh, I win that match. I'm in the semis the next morning. And on the opposite side of me was a kid named Joe Bonney, who was, um, he was like a three-time second place or state runner-up. Never won it, but his freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, he made state finals, 
wound up losing every year, but he was a three-time state runner-up, so the kid was legit. But I had wrestled him a bunch of times, like three or four times, and I'd beaten him every time. So I'm like, oh, man, I just got to get past this Auburndale kid. I'm going to most likely have Joe Bonney, and uh, I'll beat, I'll win, and I'll go to the finals. Well, as you know, you can't look past anybody, and uh, that's what I did. I was beating the Auburndale kid um, 5 nothing. And uh, for whatever reason, and and I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't, I just stopped wrestling. I just shut down. And he just kept coming back and coming back. And he wound up beating me by a couple of points. And I was just devastated. That was it. My senior year was over because I knew he wasn't beating Joe Bonney. So I had to go, go back to the hotel, weigh in the next morning just to, you know, root for the kid that just beat me, which I knew wasn't going to happen. And Joe Bonney wound up teching him. And I was just that was it. I, I think I cried for three months straight, man. It still haunts me to this day. Um, and then Joe Bonnie went on to win it. So there you have it. Um, the funny thing is, it's ironic because two weeks later, I went to a tournament at University of Central Florida and that kid from Auburndale was in my weight class and I just, I destroyed him. So I was like, oh my God. So that was, was it, that. Was it, was it, was it personal? It was a little personal for me. Yeah. It's a little personal. Hey, he was a nice kid too. I guess the Hattons, there's a few of them in Auburn now because I've heard the name and uh, apparently the Hatton family was pretty good and um, I don't know, whatever, but I lost and that was, that was the end of that. Wound up going up to uh, upstate New York. I wrestled in junior college uh, for Gene Mills's brother, Dale Mills uh, at Genesee Community College in Batavia, New York. Uh, my second year of college, I tore my knee up, had surgery, and I just never went back. And that was it. So uh, I wound up uh, getting into law enforcement. I did 14 years with the Broward County Sheriff's Office. I was a detective. I uh, got married, started having my kids, and uh, that was it. I had three boys and a girl, and all three boys wrestled. So, Well, speaking of your kids, um, I know you said that I wrestled, uh, I wrestled same same time as your oldest. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't know if we've ever crossed paths. And I know you're telling me about your yeah. I know you're telling about your middle son that went up against Nordstrom. I said I don't ever met him, but I do remember looking at the brackets. You know, keeping you know keeping track of the state tournament as we all do in the postseason. And I was I saw that and I was like, damn, someone gave Kevin a pretty decent match. So I I definitely remember seeing that and you know being impressed at least on paper so you know you know tell me about your kids tell me about their their career yeah so you know I was never going to introduce my kids to wrestling um just you know I had so many bad experiences with weight cutting I did it the wrong way and you know my father actually put a lot of pressure on me and probably wasn't um didn't act the way a father should act uh, for his son wrestling. Um, he was kind of loud and and didn't take too kindly when I would lose, but that's a whole nother story. I'm sure people can relate to that as well, but I decided that I would never be that dad. You know, I would always just support my kids in whatever they did. So they were baseball players, man. I got my kids into baseball and tackle football and they loved it. That was our life. We traveled everywhere for baseball and they all made the all-star teams and then travel teams And then when my oldest son, who's your age, uh, Nick, he got into high school, he was like a 103-pound freshman um, little guy walking the halls of Palm Beach Central High School, comes home and says, hey, Dad, um, I'm wrestling. I'm like, what do you mean you're wrestling? He goes, yeah, the coach uh, saw me in the hallway, asked me how much I weigh. I told him about 103 pounds, and he said, well, you're a varsity 103-pounder. He said, I told him I never wrestled in my life. He said, that's all right, I'll teach you. 
So I said, who is he? What's his name? He goes, his name's John Henry. He's from Iowa. So uh, I looked him up and uh, I wound up calling him and, and he's like one of my best friends today. I love him. And he's a great coach. He's also in the Hall of Fame. And he said, yeah, man, your kid's just an athlete. I'll make him into a wrestler. I'm like, all right, well, he's never seen a wrestling mat ever in his entire life. He goes, I'll make him a wrestler. So he wrestled 103 his freshman year, and uh, he did good, man. He didn't even make it to state his freshman year, um, but he did win a couple of tournaments. He won a tournament in Jupiter or Palm Beach Gardens, and he had a winning record. And then he started getting serious. And then he wrestled freestyle and Greco his that summer after his freshman year. Uh, sophomore year, he wound up going to state. And um, he was a two-time state qualifier. He never placed, um, but he had guys like Tico Baez in his weight class. Uh, he, he had some really good guys. His first match, he, he got the state champ. So um, at that time, my other two who were younger, uh, Bryce and Dylan, they were like, oh, we want to wrestle too. So I found the Wellington Wrestling Club. And at the time, it was being run by a guy named Tom Mulkai, who was from upstate New York as well. He was a Division Three All-American, and he was the high school coach at the time. Now it's Travis Gray, but at the time it was um, Tom Mulkai. And he said, yeah, bring him over, and they fell in love with it. So they started a lot younger than Nick did. Um, so they, they were a little more successful as far as, you know, what they accomplished. But Nick, in his own rights, was a really great wrestler for never seeing the sport and never seeing a wrestling mat. Uh, he did accomplish a lot, and he wound up going to college in Iowa. He wrestled Division Three. I think it was all-conference, uh, second team, or maybe even first team. I don't remember. But he went to Buena Vista University in Storm Lake, Iowa. And then um, he was the, uh, the coach at Kaiser University for the first three years of their program. Um, he just left there. He's not there anymore. Um, but he, he did a lot and he owns and operates Florida pride wrestling camp. Um, Glenn Goodman started it many, many years ago. Um, Glenn wanted somebody that he could trust that could build it. And he turned it over to Nick and Nick's been doing it ever since. And it's grown from like, whatever, 50 kids to over 350, 400 kids a summer. So Nick is still very involved with the wrestling, um, Dylan, like, you know, he was a state runner up. He lost to Nordstrom. Um, it was a lot closer on paper than it was in the actual match. Um, Nordstrom kind of just, you know, did what he wanted, but Hey, Dylan was game. He went in there. He came after him. He didn't back down. I think Dylan wrestled more to not lose than to win. And uh, he still says that he would wrestle a much different match. Not that he would have won, but Hey, you never know. Um, never know. Never, never know. know. And then there was Bryce. So Bryce was the, the, they call him the golden child. My, my sons do. Um, Bryce started when he was like five years old. Uh, his first kid he ever met was Zach Sherman, who was a two-time All-American at University of North Carolina. Uh, him and Zach were best friends and they're like brothers today. Uh, I was very close with Zach's dad, Gary Sherman, who started the, uh, the Florida Heat Wave uh, travel youth team. Gary recently passed away. Um, which I miss him so much, but uh, yeah. So Bryce and Zach grew up wrestling together. Zach wound up going to Blair, uh, did tremendous things at Blair, was a prep national champ um, and then two-time All-American ACC champ uh, for University of North Carolina. Bryce was a four-time state placer. He took fifth, fifth, fourth, and then his senior year, he won it. 
and he just dominated uh, his senior year. The, the state tournament, he didn't have a close match. I mean, his first match, he pinned the kid in like 32 seconds. Second match, um, I don't remember who he had, but he destroyed the kid. In the semis, he had Detweiler from Fleming Island, and people were talking about, you know, how Detweiler was going to um, beat him. Um I, I didn't think so. I just thought it was a really good matchup for Bryce. Um, and Bryce wound up um, majoring him. He beat him like 13 to four, 13 to five, something like that. And then Detweiler won state the next year and was um, D3 uh, finalist for Coast Guard Academy. He went on to do great things. Super nice kid. One of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. Paul Detweiler from Fleming Island. Really, really nice kid. But anyway, so he beat Detweiler, and then he had Todd Perry from South Dade in the state finals. And the, um, he had wrestled Perry two times previously that year. Wrestled him at the knockout, and I think he beat him 6-1 to one or something like that. And he wrestled him in, in a duel in the very beginning of the year at South Dade at the District 16 duels. And he beat him 4-2. to two. So he had two wins on Perry that year already. And they were close. I mean, four to two and six to one are not exactly blowouts. So I was I was really nervous. You know, this was his senior year. It's his last shot at winning the state title. Um, and he he told me, he said, stop worrying. He goes, it, it's done. It's a done deal. I'm like, what do you mean it's a done deal? He goes, I'm not losing this match. He goes, and I'm going to win big. I said, how can you be so sure? He said, just go up in the stands, get your popcorn, get your hot dog, relax, and just I'm going to do this. I'm winning this match. Don't worry. You're, you're worrying for nothing. And of course, as his father, I'm still going to worry no matter what he says. And the whistle blows and Perry takes him down. He's winning two nothing. I'm like, oh my God. But that was the last two points that Todd scored. And um, he Bryce was winning 14 to two when he stuck him in the last period. Um, let me preface that by saying Todd Perry, I love that kid to death. Him and Bryce are actually friends. Um, just a super classy, super good nice kid. I tell you what, man, if you don't know the South Dade program, they're, they're really good, good people. I mean, Duck and Vic, they don't put up with any garbage, you know, I, they, they, I, wrest, I wrestled with some of the kids um, on the South Florida lightning team with Pasucci for two years. And all the yeah. South Dade kids were super cool. Like they were always yep. like super welcoming. Like, and Absolutely. I felt like the, I felt like the odd man out. Cause I got on the team, um, on my junior year because there was a dropout or something. I had wrestled Scotty Sentez really tough okay. in the summer tournament. And I think Blasucci saw that or Sentez said something because my dad got a call and said, hey, we need him. And, man, all this outdoor day, I, I felt like I kid out because I was like, oh, I just got third place. I'm going to be on this team. And I'm, like, <laughs> looking up our lineup. I'm like, state champ, state champ, two-timer, three-timer, state champ. I'm like, all right, maybe – Maybe this is a good experience experience for me. But all the South Dade kids are super cool. All the South Dade coaches have always been super nice as well. Absolutely. You know, Duck and uh, Vic, you won't meet two nicer guys that love the sport more. Um, always welcoming. They do so much for the, for the state of Florida. And, you know, not just their own program, but other programs. You know, you want to go train with them, with Gladiator. They're more than happy to have you there. So um, there's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things for the state of Florida. Um, Bryce wound up getting a, um, a scholarship to Michigan State. He committed to Michigan State, and then he decommitted. He, he said to me one day, he goes, hey, Dad, he goes, how would you feel if I told you I didn't want to wrestle in college? And my heart just dropped. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid's got $52,000 a year, 
education that they're willing to give them for nothing. What's going on? I said, well, I don't know how I feel. What is your reason for it? And the reason he gave me, I, I, I respected it and I had to, um, I had to live with it. Um, he said, well, he goes, to be honest with you, dad, I've been wrestling for 13, 14 years now. Um, I don't know if it's in my heart to grind at that level for another four to five years. And I don't feel if I can't give it my all that I should even do it. So I really respected that. It was a very mature answer. It was a mature decision. And um, I told him then, then I'm okay with it. And, and I think he did the right thing. Um, you know, he's 24 now. He just graduated EMT school. He'll be starting the fire Academy soon. So he's got his, his career path all mapped out and I'm very proud of him. So. Yeah, well, it's not I think all about that going to the next level. Yeah, well, and I feel like there's such a weird pressure for kids to to go right afterwards. And it seemed like yep. the more I think about, it, the more I look back, and like especially with you know the rise of UFC and everything, you see all these guys hitting the prime at 29, 30. Like I'm very yep. much of the mind. Like I wish I'd wait. I still would have gone off and wrestled in college, but I needed a couple years to get my mentality right. You know, so if I would have just like sat there and trained or, you know, yes. in jujitsu or judo or whatever, and then went off when I was like, because like wrestling, that, I love that part about college, but I wasn't ready for the whole part of college and wrestling wasn't right. able to really help balance out a lot of the emotional and mental stuff that I was dealing with. So that's a very, that's a very mature decision for your son to make you know, really at that was. young age. Yep, it, it, probably, it was. And I was probably had good parents. He did. He did not to pat myself on the back. No, um, he, they, we, we really were good with them as far as supporting them and not being too overbearing, or at least I hope to think I wasn't too overbearing. I may have been in the beginning, um, but I did learn real quick to just kind of back off and, and let their coaches coach them. And I did my job. I got them through their youth years and now I turned them over to their high school coaches and, you know, if I can't trust their coaches and they shouldn't be there at that school. So I kind of just sat back and enjoyed the rest of it. And then once they were all graduated, I was like, well, what am I going to do with myself? So that's when I dove into the Florida wrestling room real deep. Um, I started it two years before Bryce graduated. I started the Florida wrestling room on Facebook in 2015. I'll tell you why I started it. So I started it for a couple of reasons. One is a selfish reason. So I would have something to do. Um, but also mainly because um, there was no more scout. Do you remember the old scout site where people would go on and talk wrestling? Yeah. So scout kind of just went away. I don't know what happened with it, but I was like, man, there is nothing for people to follow in the state of Florida. People are lost. Let me start a Facebook page. And I did. And then I had like a hundred followers. I'm like, Oh my God, this thing is huge. And then, you know, today, we're at just under 16,000 members. I, and I say that and I hear it out loud. I'm like, I, I can't believe it. You know, by next, by the end of November, we should be at 16,000 members. So, you know, many people were telling me, and when I say many, I'm talking hundreds of people, friends and people that don't even know me. I would walk into tournaments and, you know, people who I don't even know would just come up to me. Hey, are you Ricky Marcus? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Hey man, thank you for all that you do. And it's very humbling, you know? And I'm like, no, no problem, man. It's my pleasure. But um, back to what I was saying, you know, hundreds of people would say to me, Hey man, you must put in a ridiculous amount of time. Like, do you do this full time? I'm like, no, I don't do full time. I don't get paid for this. I have a regular job. 
and I do put in a lot of time, but I love it. You know, it's, it's a passion um, and it's helping build the sport of Florida. And every time I go to a tournament, people are thanking me. So I know people are appreciating it. So let me just keep on doing it. And that's what happened. But it did get to the point where it got so big that I had to create a website. And I was thinking about making the website years prior to when I did it. I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and I was, I was scared to do it. Actually. I, I was like, well, what if people don't receive it well, or, you know, I don't want people to think it's like preaching to, preach to the choir, man. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you get where I'm coming from. Um, and, and I just didn't want people to think that, you know, I was doing it for the wrong reasons because I'm doing it for all the right reasons to help build Florida. And the reason that I created a website is because as you know, you're very limited as to what you can do on a Facebook social media page, very limited. And not only that, um, not everything is seen because of this algorithm thing. And I don't even know how that works. So I won't try to explain it, but there's a lot of members on the Florida wrestling room, Facebook page that don't see half the stuff that's put on there. It doesn't make it to everybody's feed. Um, or at least that's what I'm told. So there's still a lot of people out there that don't even know about the new official website for the Florida wrestling room, which is, I'll give it a plug. It's the Florida wrestling room.com. And you really need to check it out because we put our heart and soul into it. We did put a lot of money into it, our own money. Um, it's not a do it yourself, uh, web builder website. It was designed and built by a professional web website design company, um, you saw it, Jordan, and you said you thought it was really comprehensive and looked great. I feel the same way. And not just because it's something that I, I had something to do with. I think it's something that the state has never seen before. It offers so much from, you know, state rankings, good state rankings to wrestler of the week, team of the week. Um, you know, the rankings are 1A, 2A, 3A, and a full set of girls rankings. The wrestler of the week, the team of the week, there's a chat forum like the old scout. So people can go create their own topics. People can chime in on other people's threads. Um, there's so much on there that, I mean, you don't need anything else. The rankings, I wanted it to be special for the kids. So um, I put the logo of the kid's school next to the kid's name. So you can kind of put the name with a program so you'll know who, where he's from. And uh, I just think it came out really cool. I'm very happy with it. People seem to be um, receiving it well. And um, I don't know. What do you think about it? You tell me. You saw it. Oh, man. I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie. So I had, I had when I went to go check it out, I had already had a you know preconceived kind of thought that it was going to be, you know, just kind of a basic website and everything and then jump them over. To, it is. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It is comprehensive. It is, you know, you can tell that you, you definitely put money into it and had someone do it professionally and you. Oh, yeah. you care about the result it is it is it is outstanding i'm i'm thoroughly impressed i'm not just saying Thank that because you. you're my guest on here but i, I really is, do appreciate it it, it yeah. is awesome you, you definitely put the work in for sure we we decided when I, and i say we i'm talking about my wife Lori and i and she's the she's the driving force behind it really because i wasn't even going to do it she made me do it she's like ricky you put too much time too much work you got to do it and the state deserves it they deserve something better than a Facebook page. And I'm like, well, if we're going to do it, then get ready to open your checkbook because I'm not doing a do-it-yourself, build-your-own website. It's going to look cheesy and it's going to look like everything else out there. And I think the state deserves better than that. And I really wanted it to be something that our state 
as a whole could be proud of. So if somebody else went on the website, they're like, oh, wow, Florida's got this is their web. Wow, this is this is something special. And um, I know there's other sites out there. There's millions of other sites out there. And I wanted this one to be separate and different from the rest. So she said, all right, well, if this is something that you want to do, I got your back on it. And I got to give my wife credit. She really, she really, um, and she knows absolutely nothing about wrestling. I just got married to her a year ago, a little over a year ago. So she's brand new into the wrestling but she saw it was a passion. She saw it was a love of mine. And she said, I, I want to support you. Let's do it. Let's do it right. So um, she stroked that check to the website design company. And in six months, it was built. It took six months to build it. Um, but we are very happy with the with the outcome. So again, if you haven't checked it out, another uh, plug, FloridaWrestlerRoom.com. Please take a look at it. Um, if you like what you see, subscribe, and um, you'll have full access to everything that the website has to offer. Yeah, it's it's pretty comprehensive. I highly recommend it. Um, so I actually got a couple questions for you now. We kind of got got caught up on you. So you okay. you're one of the um, you're one of the rare cases that you've wrestled at a high level, both in the north and the South. Um, yep. And then you've obviously kind of kept up track with it on all of Florida, which is a monumental task. Um, how, uh, what, what are the biggest differences between the North and the South do you see? And what are ways that the North can kind of catch up? And is it already on track? It is on track. And, and the biggest thing that I see the difference is depth. That's it. It's just depth. You know, North Florida doesn't have the depth that, Central or South Florida has, in my opinion, you know, down here, you got maybe 10 great guys at a weight class, whereas up there, maybe you have two or three. So the depth just isn't there yet, um, but it'll get there. Um, there's clubs popping up there. Um, you know, I got to tell you, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but the North Florida area, you have some younger kids coming up. You better watch out, man. I'm telling you right now, you better watch out. You got kids like, um, let me try to remember their names now. Uh, Bear Siegel. Bear is, yeah, he's is good. He's a tough kid, man. He's like a middleweight, 152 pounder. Um, that kid's going to be a beast. Um, His entire family's pretty good. Who? His entire family's pretty good. Uh, oh, the yeah. Wesolowski's, uh, yep. the Alcantar over in um, Pace. Oh, yeah. His two kids are good. Absolutely. Um, oh. The Alcantars. Um, and then there's another one who I just started following a few months ago. I met his dad at a tournament down here. His dad is probably one of the nicest guys ever. And he takes his son everywhere, everywhere. It's, um, his name's Ken Del Vecchio, but his son is Mario Del Vecchio and he's going to wrestle for Cocoa Beach this, this year. Um, they're from North Florida. He's wrestling at Cocoa Beach. He's an eighth grader. He just turned 14 and, uh, he's beaten everybody. He, he's just He's beating guys that I have ranked second, third, fourth in the state, like 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. The kid's just on fire. So that's another one to watch out for. Um, and by the way, Ken Del Vecchio, he's, a, he's from up where I'm from. And uh, the guy has serious credentials. He's a former judge. He's a an attorney. And he's the author of the most popular law books used in the Supreme Court. I think I'm getting that right. Um, and he also owns the Hoboken Film Festival. He's an actor and a movie producer. So the guy does it all. Um, and in Jersey? Mario everywhere. Uh, Hoboken up in, uh, up in Jersey? Yes. He oh, owns man, that's the Hoboken my... Film Festival. He owns it. Oh, man, that's my place. Yep. 
You'll love um, him. Get, get a hold of him. Message him, and uh, you'll, you'll love tickets. to talk. And he's just a really super cool guy. Exactly. Um, you know, actually, what I was thinking too about the whole—you know—definitely the depth is a big problem. But you guys have like millions of people down in South Florida. Exactly. But I—I I think what uh, we were on, we had uh, Jason Layton and Jason uh, Westlager from Grappling what? House on. Yeah. And one thing that he said that really kind of hit me is just the culture is finally starting to grow here. Yes. Like up in North Florida, you'd have like maybe one or two serious wrestlers, and that was a problem I always ran into. We'd have some serious wrestlers, and we'd have really good talent. Yep. But the culture to be like, hey, let's grind year round. Let's, you know, right. constantly go. So exactly. you have all these guys that had so much potential and they'd finish super high, you know, at the end of the season, but then they would just stop. Right. And then, right. you know, they would wonder why I would make such big leaps, you know, from, you know, one year to the next. And it's just like, man, I didn't stop. Yeah. Like, you exactly. know, we're year round wrestling. It, it, I mean, listen, if you want to be at the elite level, you have to do it. It's it it's a must, you know. Very few kids that are on top of the podium year after year just wrestle during the high school season. They're they're doing freestyle and Greco and they're wrestling all over the place. Um Jason Westlager, um, he's the one with the war zone um tournaments, right? That's actually um so the one that came up with the software is Jason Layton, but they partnered up together and Jason okay. Westlager has been um running point on getting it going over here, which I think that is a marvelous idea. We it's like every it's coach that's on here, every coach that's on here, they talk about it. We don't prompt them to talk about it. It's just one of those things where it makes so much sense. It know? really does. And and um what it's Westlager, is that how it's pronounced? I say his name different every time, which I'm per- I feel like is just a running joke with me now. But he says it, he says it's West Lager. So okay, I feel well, like everybody Jason, calls it West. Jason West Lager. He he messaged me on the Florida wrestling room. He's a member, and he he told me about the whole thing. And uh, he's like, "Hey man, can I promote it on the Florida wrestling room?" And uh, after he told me about it, I'm like, "Heck yeah, go for it, man! Post it up there." I think it's an awesome thing, you know, to to come in and to get, you know, eight, ten matches and be home in two hours. How can you beat that? You know, it beats sitting in a gym for hour after hour waiting for your match. I mean, that's that's the bad part of the sport. And I think that's a big reason why some of the newer kids don't stick with it. Their parents are like, no, I don't I we're not doing that again, you know. But if they have an experience like a war zone tournament, hey man, it's a whole different outcome. Well, and like you said, once you get that first win, it's like you you kind of get a little bit hooked. Then for sure, and it's so it's so hard for a new wrestler, especially coming in out of nowhere and you know wrestling in a tournament. Like you were saying, you know, you got lucky on the whole getting not lucky, but you know, sometimes it didn't turn out like that. Sometimes your right. first tournament is you draw someone that just absolutely beats you into the ground, and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. More and times I, than not, that's what happens. Actually, I I love the I love the rating system too. And I was actually talking with them. I don't know. If, Many people know this, but it just keeps on. Like, you, if you're an adult, you can sign up. So I see in the next, like, four or five years, I think you'll see a lot of kids that maybe don't go off to college, but they're like, oh, I still have my rating. Yeah. And a tournament will come up, and they'll hop in, and then they'll be able to wrestle someone that's about their 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 weight class. I don't know if, uh, if Mr. Layton up in there is, like, looking that far yet, but he's definitely got lots of plans for this, and he's extremely passionate. And Jason Westlager over with Grappling House, he's another extremely passionate individual. Like, mm-hmm. North Florida – has finally gotten so there's been people over here that has been like grinding year after year to try and get traction going and yeah. i'm really proud of them like you know jordy paul zach deaton over in um at uh 
at Bay High School, Travis Laxon over at South Walton. I'm missing a ton of people. But I think now there's finally traction going. This Warzone thing I think is going to finally bump the numbers. Girls wrestling taking off. I think this is a really special time for wrestling as a whole, but like, you know, for Florida and North Florida in particular, which is going to make me extremely happy because absolutely, you, know, you would see all these people, like all these people that come from different states, they'd come and they'd land in like North Florida because of a uh, military or whatnot, or they just come sure. by and they say like, this is Florida wrestling. And it's like, it's kind of because Florida is like two separate states. And for such a long time, it was like South Florida and North Florida were on just two separate levels. Oh yeah, like, for sure. You, you would, like my senior year, for instance, we only had there. Um, there was two state champions in North Florida from Orlando up. It was me and a cat from Bowles, and yeah. you know, it's disappointing. You know, I'd love to see more, more and more state championships. I'd love to see a state championship team come to Northwest Florida, honestly. Yeah, you know, because you yeah. know Clay's won it, Swanee's won it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think Fleming Island has a pretty good chance of winning oh, yeah. it sometime in the next couple of years. But oh, I'd love to sure. see someone in let us see Pensacola take it or Panama city take it. Yeah. And when you, when you hear North Florida wrestling, those are the teams that you think of, you know, the clays, the Swanee live Oaks, the Fleming islands, because those have been the teams that have been the most successful. Um, But like you said, when you start to, to get some of those other programs that are, you know, finishing top 10 or whatever, it's going to make a big difference. I I think North Florida is on the right track. I really do. I think so as well. It just takes time. And I mean, sometimes us wrestlers can be a little impatient. You know, we want it. We want it. That's why, that's why we, that's why we wrestle. We don't do other sports. We want to come in, get our six minute match and then get off the, you know, get, get going. Exactly. So no, I, I think uh, Florida's on the right track. Um, we're, we're doing great things. Um, you know, at the super 32 as a state, we finished, I think what fifth out of everybody. So, I mean, that speaks volumes right there. And we always have Fargo champs and guys that are making the podium. So we, we may not be as Pennsylvania, but we're, we're right there as far as our guys. Our, our best have always been able to hang with, with the rest of the nation's best. So Jason, yeah, Jason looks like I said the exact same thing. He's like, it's not so much the elite. You know, the elite can compete with the elite. It's just the depth, like you're saying. Like, you know, when you have, you know, 10 to 1, you know, elite level guys, eventually it's going to, you know, it's, it's hard to really, you yeah. know, keep our guys going but exactly. it's, it's good that i'm so glad that college wrestling in some form has finally come to florida and yeah. i think that's been a huge wrestling i love seeing um you know the, the duels that just happened in jacksonville yep. the duels last year that happened in fort walton beach you mm-hmm. know it shows that it's starting to come come around and you know i don't think it would be that hard of a sell to like if you had a d1 program and you have a good coach in like florida how hard is that to sell to an iowa kid like hey do you want to come and train in florida in the winter or do you want to stay up in iowa and train there in the winter like all things all things being equal easy decision of course be be in a tropical weather or be in a blizzard you know it's not that hard of a sell but you know every we've been talking about it for for years i don't know if and when it'll ever happen but when it does i think it'll be huge because we have so many elite kids in florida that would probably stay home you know yeah that would that's what I ran into. I mean, among other things, but I went off to um, Tennessee to wrestle and there was a Where'd couple other things like uh, I went to King College. It's King University oh, yeah. now up in Bristol. Mm-hmm. And I said, I love the wrestling part, but I think the distance, you know, was another factor that was really, you know, playing in. You know, I feel like if I was a little bit closer to home, 
Yeah, I can't I can't say definitively whether it would have made a difference, but I feel like you know just having that distance you know might have made it a little bit better. There's a bunch of things that I wish had um, you know been implemented when I was in school that I uh, that I see now that I'm like oh man this is a game changer. Like a lot yeah. of these kids don't realize like how you know awesome they have it. I think the girls do though. I think a lot of the girls realize that, and if they or they realize it to some level because I can remember you know years ago when I wrestled, a lot of the girls would get you know. Not made fun of, but it was always very, uh, you know, oh, there's a girl wrestling. Oh, there's right. a girl wrestling. Now it's just like, hey, girls can wrestle. They can get after it. Oh, yeah. they. I tell my wife all the time, when I took her to the state tournament, she loved watching the girls wrestle. And I told her, I said, you watch. Some of these girls, most of these girls are grinding as hard, if not harder than the guys. And they're going after it, man. Those girls are good. They train just as hard as the boys. They really do. Um, and I think it's getting popular because these girls are seeing that they're having opportunities to go to college on scholarship when they never had that opportunity before. So why not wrestle? You know, I, I think it's a great thing for, for the sport, uh, in general. And I love the fact that we have sanctioned girls wrestling. I absolutely love it. I'm a huge supporter of girls wrestling. My son, Nick is a massive supporter of the girls wrestling, um, so it's just growing and growing and growing. And we're going to have probably the top girls in the nation in a few years. I really believe that. Oh, I, I, I do not doubt that at all, man. You, I mean, you, you, all you have to do is go see a, uh, a women's soccer game and see how like hard they play and how mean they are and not, and yep. be like, Oh man, I need to get them on a wrestling mat. I'm telling you exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think we're as a state, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, we're growing because of the girls wrestling. We got programs popping up everywhere. Um, you know, we got the social media. We got um, I, I just think we're, we're doing the right things. And now with your podcast, I love it, man. When I when I heard it, I was like, wow, this, we needed this. We needed this. So I hope you stick with it. Anything I can do to help you, you just let me know. Um, I'm more than happy to promote it on the Florida wrestling room and, uh, let's just get some more people on. Let's keep pushing Florida wrestling and get where we need to be. Well, I mean, that's where I've always thought it was, you know, I thought it was just, it's just the conversation. Like you keep the conversation going, you keep people interested, you keep people like excited about it. You know, that's, that's half the battle is the motivation. I was just reading a Zig Ziglar book, um, today and I was talking about how, you know, if you have that motivation, it's going to inspire you to keep on doing more. And then the That's more you right. do, you get more motivation. It's just once you get some momentum, once you get the ball moment, you know, moving, there's yep. not much that you can do. It, exactly. Uh, you know, with the Florida Wrestling Facebook page, it, it took a little while to get going. But, you know, word of mouth, month after month, more people kept hearing about it, checking it out, becoming members. And look, now we're at almost 16,000 members in, you know, five years. So, same thing with, with the podcast, same thing with the website. It takes time, you know, but once people see it and, and hear it and uh, fall in love with it, the word of mouth is huge and people jump on. That's what I'm hoping for, man. But, you know, it's it's just fun. You know, it's fun for me. It's, you know, something that I'm getting to getting to do. I've always wanted to start a podcast and I yeah. love being able to talk with like talk wrestling. So it just seemed it's the same thing you're saying. I was like a little like worried, like maybe nobody likes it. But then you just got to put it like I'm just going to put it out there. That's right. See how it goes. That's right. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Love it. Stay with it, and uh, 
just have fun with it. And, and I think you're a great host, man. I, I enjoyed being on this show. I thought it was a great show and I look forward. Hopefully you'll have me on again. We would like to thank Mr. Ricky Marcus for giving us a little bit of his time today here on the North Florida Wrestling Show and giving so much of his time to Florida Wrestling as a whole with his Florida Wrestling Room Facebook page and website at thefloridawrestlingroom.com. I highly recommend you check it out, subscribe, and you know it's just amazing things that he's doing over there. And we want to thank you, the listener, for following us again on this other episode Please join us again on Friday when we have Hall of Fame coach from Clay High School Blue Devils, Mr. Jim Reed, multiple-time state champion, multiple-time state runner-up, and producer of many, many state champions. It's going to be a great episode. We'll see you then. Wrestle on.